0: Block Talk Radio Somebody out there got a dream Somebody out there got a dream yeah. I know you got one, I know you got one So
1: it is another Wednesday night, another uh Wednesday night at nine PM Eastern time. So we are here on Blog Talk Radio. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Green. Ryan, are you there? Let's see here. Brian, are you Brian, are you with us? I am I am with okay. you. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm like, hello, hello. I
2: felt like a ghost, man, for a minute. What's going on?
1: I'm good, man. Doing well. So what's going on with you, man? Man, I'm I'm calling uh on location
2: actually today at the big house at uh at Michigan Stadium, if you could
1: believe that. Uh, I put the big house man in jail. Oh, so you're not arrested? What, 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 what's going on at Michigan Stadium tonight? Yeah, well, well, I know we're going to talk about Father's Day. Uh, one thing that I'm doing today
2: is uh, is my godson is in town, and I put him in the Brady Hoke football camp. It's a technique camp, so he had their they had their final game, and I was rushing out of it to make sure that I was able to be on the show tonight, but. I am here and uh, looking at, at one of my favorite places right now, Michigan Stadium.
1: <laughs> All right, wonderful. Sounds good. Man, speaking of Father's Day, might as well jump right into that, man. How was your Father's Day?
2: Oh, uh, My Father's Day was great. You know, it, it's funny because, you know, we talk about how fathers don't <laughs> oftentimes get the same type of fanfare that mothers get for Mother's Day. And as I thought about it, you know, honestly, we don't, always want a whole lot of fanfare we just kind of want to want some peace and and uh and uh, not have to be told to do anything so i, I spent a lot of time just just uh relaxing i uh, had a had a barbecue with my father and my family and uh and you know just just had a beautiful day in ann arbor and, and just relaxed so how about you what, what did you do anything big
1: good stuff well you know this weekend uh my daughter's birthday was a day before father's day so uh, celebrated her. We cooked out on the grill. Uh, my sister and her kids came over, so just had something real small for her. Love celebrating her, so I did that on that Saturday. Then on Sunday, uh, my fiance when we went over to her family's house, uh, they had a Father's Day brunch over there, so that was pretty cool. So uh, you know, pretty low key, but I was definitely you know for me, I, I enjoyed just the time being with. Uh, the kids and just uh, being around folks, so I didn't have to wash dishes after dinner that night, so that was
0: uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> so
1: I, I I forgot what we had for dinner that night, but I think I did end up cooking, but I didn't have to wash dishes, so it was all good. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah look, so as long a, as you
2: as long as you enjoy cooking, then it fits within the Father's Day parameters. If you don't enjoy yeah, it yeah. and they had you doing it, we might have to report somebody
1: to the authorities. Right. See, that's the thing. I had no problem cooking, so it actually, it was all good to me. It was no big deal, so, you know, went on and did that, man. So, hey, happy Juneteenth. Today is June 19th, so it's officially Juneteenth. Uh, do you celebrate Juneteenth, man? You know what,
2: I actually, um, well, I kind of did celebrate it, and I say that because here in, uh, in Ann Arbor, we actually have a Juneteenth celebration uh where a lot of the the black folks in the area uh go to this one park that's in kind of a historically black neighborhood which isn't as as black anymore as, you know, it happens in many cities but um but, but we actually go to this park and and do some um you know just some some cooking out and uh reconnecting with some folks that we may not see throughout the year uh I did not do that at all so, so today I celebrated uh, Juneteenth by uh, slaving at work <laughs>
0: and,
2: and, and, and not exercising my freedom. <laughs> How about
0: you?
1: Yeah, I, I don't do anything for it either. Um, so, but uh, for those who may be listening and wonder, you know what it is? Let's go ahead and get that information. Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day, is a holiday in the United States that commemorates the announcement of the abolition of slavery in the United States of Texas. Celebrate on June 19th, the term, I'll just stop there. Cause I don't know what the rest of that says, but yeah, that's from Wikipedia. So pretty much, you know, it's, it's in the, the last, <laughs> the, the last, uh, slaves got notified, uh, that they were, that the slavery was over, you know, and, and it was like almost three years, a little over three years later after the emancipation proclamation, when they finally, uh, found out that they were free. So, uh,
2: you know, you know it's kind of funny, man. Can can you really imagine that day in Texas when that when when somebody <laughs> came to the plantation and told the slave that he was free? I mean, yes. honestly, what what do you think he really did at that point? Uh, with right. with, we, with we, no no laws protecting him, I mean, did he just did he just drop the hoe and was like, "Hey, I'm damn these chains, I'm 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 going back to Africa," or well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I wonder I mean, what happened.
1: Even on top of that, not just that, but to find out that you got the letter three years late. I think, you know, <laughs> how do you deal with that way, minute, Like, what? You mean I've been free for three years, but it took this long for it to get over here to Texas? Yeah, right. I, I don't but know. Do you, you know, you just drop yeah, everything in you the
2: know you, know, you know, jo- jokes aside, man, I mean, by the time slavery uh, ended, there were, you know, most of the slave population, that's that's the only life they knew. So it would be yeah. interesting, you know, just to kind of think as a slave, What what is – what does freedom actually look like to the average slave, or, how, or you know, even even mentally? So, I mean, we could right. we could go on a tangent on that, but that's pretty remarkable just to start digging deeper into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know who need to ask about that? We need to ask the answer. So Sean Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have more yeah, next he, week anyway, so maybe we'll ask him that yeah. question. We know he can uh, fill us in on exactly what I'm, happened. I'm, I'm, Right, <laughs> I'm sure
2: he's, he's read at least half a dozen uh, slave narratives, um, yeah, chronicles, how they right. felt in, after after
1: Juneteenth. <laughs> Probably got handwritten notes that he he saw in the museum or something and was reading them. So, yep, absolutely. Right. So, <laughs> so man, and uh, let's see, you, and just for people know, I'm, I'm sorry, six four six six five two two six four seven is the number to call in. Six four six. Six five two two six four seven. There's so many things going on that we just kind of, you know, have so many topics. We're just going to kind of talk on a bunch of different things uh, this week for this week's show. But feel free as you're listening to call in and chime in on any of the conversations that that are coming up. We had a lot of uh, different topics that were uh, happening in the world as well as brought up in the R&B group. So this week's going to be one of those kind of weeks where we just kind of grab some of the topics and just kind of touch on them and, and give our opinions on things. Uh, but, uh, you know, one other thing. Did you watch the game last night, man? They're talking about this is one of the greatest NBA finals games in the history of the NBA playoffs, calling the Saints, I mean, not the Saints, the uh, Spurs, the most epic collapse and, and giving away of an NBA championship. Uh, what was your take? I watched the game, man. It was stressful for me because I'm sitting there cheering for the heat. So, you know, games like that, I don't necessarily appreciate the greatness of them when your team is the one about to get sent home. Well, I should say the team you're rooting for is about to get sent home. So, you uh, it's kind of like the same thing with the Super Bowl. I wasn't thinking that the Super Bowl this year was the greatest game because
0: my team almost
1: lost. But, uh, right. you know, what did you think about the uh, the game last night? Now we got a Game 7 NBA Finals in Miami tomorrow.
2: Well, you know, uh, I, did, I did watch the game and I, I watched bits and pieces of it. Not because I wasn't... Um, Actually, I haven't been too engaged in the NBA Finals lately, but uh, but for whatever reason, I did tune into this one, and I kind of felt like when I was watching the game, the Heat started falling behind. So I so I I turned it <laughs> off and waited to hear what was going on. And when I turned it off, they would come, you know, they'd come back from behind. And so I did. I watched. I, I didn't catch the big Ray Allen shot. I did catch, you know, the, the Tony Parker uh, miss when the overtime. I watched all of overtime. So uh, from from what I what I've heard and and what I saw in overtime, uh, it, it was a fantastic game. And one thing I'll have to say is a guy that that uh, a lot of people ride, uh, you know, year round. And, and I'm going to leave that hanging if you want to catch that alley oop and, and dunk it. But uh, but uh, Chris Bosh, man, Chris Bosh came up big in that overtime. I mean, he really. Building. I had some key plays, uh, some key defensive plays, including the final block on Manu Ginobili, and he, he had another block on Tony Parker earlier that that uh, that kind of sealed the game, man. So I think Bosch wants a wants a champagne shower again this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Memories of that picture. I bet you he's gonna stand there straight face when they win this year. He ain't getting pictures of nothing. But just for clarity, it was it was Danny Green with the, the shot he blocked at the end of the game to to save it at three pointer. Oh, you're, but, right, you're uh, yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But 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 you were right about everything about He's,
2: he's, right. he's like he's super light skinned, man. I thought I thought
1: he was, <laughs> he was European. <laughs> man, you you yeah, but 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 boss definitely. He had he had good plays. He. he Without him in the middle, finally stepping up and uh, you know making those blocks, and even he was even the one for me to pass out to uh, Ray Allen. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know he he earned his keep last night. He earned his keep. I still want to see better play from him consi- more consistently, but he stepped up when it needed to.
2: Ryan, he has one more game to do it because I think they're about to send him down the road. <laughs> if yeah, he
0: does I does I'm gonna
1: get at stats, but
2: I I just I. You know they talk about the big three, and I'm like, man, I don't know that Bosch's stats really stand up to some of the elite nah. centers. But honestly, I don't know because I haven't really been following the NBA super closely this year. So, you nah, we'll have to they,
1: find think, that out. I don't know if it was on the show. Or I said it in the group, but yeah, I definitely think he's going to be uh, gone, uh, if not next year, whenever his his contract is up. The the I don't think they're going to extend him. I, mean, they, I think they were exposed and realized that he's just not strong enough. He's not he's not big enough, and gives them enough. Um on a consistent basis, so I don't know we'll yeah. see what happens with him you know yeah he so. d- he
2: doesn't have that heart to be down low more than anything. I mean, I think a lot of times rebounding and, and 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 post play and paint play is all about just wanting to be there and even though he's down there with all the men he doesn't he doesn't really like yeah. the uh <laughs> like the thing, but
0: anyway, Whew. You
2: just shoot him off
1: the night huh? <laughs> Look man, I said I was at ourselves at a good house man i'm I'm excited. Man, I think what well I hate to bring your excitement down, but I got some sad news. Something we always have some sad news right before the show comes on. Uh did you ever watch it were you a Sopranos fan, man?
2: You know, actually I was a Sopranos fan. I, I, I wasn't initially, but I, I do recall while I was in business school watching like three uh seasons back to back to back. So that so the 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 new today's news definitely kinda hit home for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I knew of the show. I didn't really watch it. didn't have HBO a lot during that time. But uh, James Gandolfini uh, passed away today, 51 years old. Uh, so right now they're saying it looks like it might be a heart attack. So that's about all the information. I mean, just got the information about an hour ago before we went on the air. So uh, that's pretty sad, pretty sad news, but um, lost another one. Yeah. But he yep,
0: 50, fifty-one be. dying at
2: fifty-one years old. That I mean, there's nothing, um, you know, nothing really happy about that. So, so you know, condolences to his family. Uh, I'm sure that that they're that they're dealing with a lot. And he was over in Italy when it happened. So you know that right. that on top of it, I mean, just trying to get back to the United States, it, it has to really be uh, be a
1: tough time for them. Yeah, so we wish their family the best. Absolutely. So. All right, on the happier news, man, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff we want to talk about today, so I'm trying to figure out where we want to even start, so many different, you know what, let's start with, let's start with some serious information, let's start with the, the news that came out today, that obesity is now being considered a disease, had, had you, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get more information on this, and figure out exactly what that means, and what the, uh, people are talking about it right now in our Facebook group, but, um, uh, you know, the American Medical Association today has classified obesity as a disease. So, so they're kind of saying it's like diabetes, uh, cancer, what other diseases are uh, you know, just any other disease. That's what they're saying obesity is. So I'm kind of right. It's uh, a mix, and still trying to figure out what all this really means uh, for people who are obese. But um, you know, what do what you think when you heard that? Uh, your first thoughts? Well, well, uh, I,
2: I was I was wondering what it was all about, just like uh, just like you. Um, I, I actually, someone made a good point today on the radio that you know obesity has been being treated like a disease for quite a long time because what I understand is this new classification basically um, makes it uh, makes it harder for a um, an insurance company to deny coverage for weight loss drugs or um, or you know visits to the nutrition and that that type of thing so it really gives an obese person more options in terms of getting a uh, financial assistance to their, to their, uh, their insurance program. So that's, that's what I found out. I mean, when I first heard it, it, it really was like, like it wasn't even news. Like I said, in the group, I'm like, man, let them come out with a vaccine for obesity. And that would actually be more news to me because it, it kind of is treated like a disease anyway.
1: Yeah. I, and I mean, I guess when you look at all the diseases that obesity actually causes, um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess now you can get the medical help you need before you actually get the, uh, the diseases that come from it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think you know, I'm actually working on some things right now to, to help fight that. Trying to get myself more fit and really focusing on uh, youth as well and fighting youth obesity. So working on some things as well. So it's something that uh, definitely. Uh, an important subject that needs to be uh, uh, addressed and dealt with. But, uh, you know, it was just kind of one of those things, where, okay, we got to see some information and, and learn more about what's going on with that. But um, I, I guess, you know, it, it also seems, I, mean, I, I know the, um, I don't think the insurers are happy about it, that's for sure. Right. Because now that yeah. there's more money out of their pocket, uh, that they're going to have to cover different, uh, you know, coverages for that. Well.
2: Right. First, First Obamacare, now this. Today.
1: Right, exactly. it's not a good time to be Sigma health or, or whatever. Yeah. So, all right. So let's see. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that. Let me see. So you know, we'll, we'll go to the next thing because when you talk about Obamacare now, there's there's going to be some people who are pretty outraged about this whole thing, man. And one of our uh, friends in the group brought up a good subject today. That I thought it would be fun to go there through. He talked about outrage fatigue. And he discussed about how people were just so quick to get outraged about everything. And uh so the question came about what are you just tired of people being outraged about? So one of the things on my list was I can't even find my first two, but I'll tell you what the one is <laughs> one of the things I listed that I was outraged I tired of out, being outraged about was racist. You know, and it's funny because now today the day I saw the thing going around about uh, Paula Dean. I still haven't confirmed whether or not it was true or not, but apparently she's in some scandal about some things she said. But you know what? I'm tired of being outraged about racists. We know they exist. They're not going to go anywhere. They can feel what they want to feel, you know, and it's, it's not like it's a surprise anymore. So people are, okay, I can't even talk. I found out the first one was. I can't even say that one, so.
0: <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh,
1: but uh you know so for me that was the first thing that came to my mind you know uh that that's something that i don't think that uh, uh i don't, it's not good i'm not condoning it but yeah i don't get outraged about stuff like that anymore what about you right
2: <laughs> look it's a it's it's kind of a, a recent issue but it it's it's a it's an example of this flash outrage that that happens these days in a politically charged climate but it's, uh outrage over uh privacy and NSA um Phone uh, phone record oh, yeah. keeping. Uh, I mean, I, the more I listen to this, I'm like, listen. Number one, if you have, if if they're looking at millions of phone records, and you know from an aggregate standpoint, and they're only looking at specific patterns, and you're not calling Yemen to you know to <laughs> to make a deal with, uh, for some uranium, you shouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, to get outraged about that, in my opinion, I'm just like, listen. When I saw Enemy of the State, and I think we talked about this on the show a show I I can't remember, but, you know, Enemy of the State, I already knew that this was happening. It, it's happening, and, you know, this, all this outrage over this is really, um, you know, it's really, it's, it's irritating because as soon as something happens and we don't have some type of information, then people will be upset about that. You know, it's like, you know, people are going to be upset about everything, the catch twenty two on almost every uh topic so i'm 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 tired of i'm outraged about people being outraged about <laughs> this n s a uh phone um phone record scandal
1: yeah one and we're gonna go to a break real quick but uh one thing I'm outraged about is what we're gonna talk about on the other i'm tired of the outrage rather what we're going to talk about on the other side of the break is about all these money hungry pastors taking money. <laughs> and, and and just doing things that aren't right, you know. I'm tired of the outrage because look, we know everybody ain't perfect. We know there's bad people out there, but well, there's so many more good preachers that are doing it the right way that don't get any credit for what they're doing. And you find one little knucklehead that <laughs> found a way to influence people, and we're gonna talk about it on the other side of break. I'm tired of people being outraged about it like they don't expect it. So anyway, we're gonna talk about that and. One minute, listen to the Ryan O'Brien show on Blah Talk Radio. Be right back after this.
0: The week after Christmas, I received a notice from my mortgage company. They were about to foreclose on my house. I called my provider law firm and I told them what was happening to me. They helped me understand my rights and what my options were. With their advice and counsel, I was not only able to prevent foreclosure, but also refinance my home, all by the end of January.
2: While we can't stop you from getting a foreclosure notice, we can help you with the housekeeping.
1: Legal Shield Total access, total freedom. For more information, go to www.ghmshield.com. All right, welcome back to the Ryan and Brian Show.
2: <laughs> welcome back. I'm like, who was that? That radio announcer again? That was That
1: guy is telling.
0: He got a nice voice.
1: So, yeah, definitely. So, all right, so man, before we went to a break, I was talking about uh, the pastor and, and outrage for tea, and uh, you know, I, I just saw the story today. Bishop I.V. Hilliard. I don't know if you uh, ever heard of him. I've heard of his name, but uh, he's been he's been in the news now because he he came out and said to his uh, his his church that you know they have this church. He's a mega pastor. They make a lot of money, and they have a helicopter. He has a private plane. They got a hangar, and that church has a helicopter as well. So apparently, the helicopter needs new blades. So they needed fifty thousand dollars for the blades for the helicopter, and He sent out a letter to the church asking for fifty-two dollars from people, and he says that. uh, But here's the thing: he didn't just ask for the fifty-two dollars, and you know, trying to raise his fifty thousand dollars. He says that uh, anyone who gave fifty-two dollars would receive a car of their, like that. God would bless them with their dream car in either fifty-two days, either fifty-two days or fifty-two weeks. So of course that's what everyone was getting, you know, outraged about on that. You know, it seems like every month, every two months we've got another pastor who 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 is using the word for his own good. You know, as much money as this man makes, he he could drop his own 50 grand and and pay for blades for the, the helicopter. But man, what what are we going to do when we sit here with we're faced with this kind of stuff over and over again in the church? I mean, <laughs> We have somebody now who is, who, who is, is he, he's kind of like who you want to call it. I don't know. He, he's he's like kind of like let's make a deal because I'm like if I'm one of those parishioners who I'm waiting for 52 weeks I didn't donate for the helicopter fund and I still don't have my car. What do, what do you do then? So right.
2: yeah, I mean, I I, I think there, there's a, there's a bunch of different issues that are wrapped up in this. In my opinion, <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> that um there there's a there's a uh, saying that says that if it if it's if it sounds too good to be true it probably is and you know I, i'm i that's what i think about when i think about these prosperity preachers in general so you know you, if you if you go to your go to church and 99% of what the pastor is saying is you know you're you know you're just waiting on your blessing you know and 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 80% of those things that they talk about are either cars cl- uh, cash or clothes then you know that should be a clue as as to you know the the type of um the type of of minister that you're under and you shouldn't feel slighted when he's taking the church i mean when he's taking you for your money because you have to be smarter than that and uh, And kind of see the signs so I, so that that's the first thing, the second thing in my opinion is you know when you when you start uh hearing people that are that are downing churches in general or mega churches in general based on these these people that that do these things I mean most of the people that are really down on them are people that don't attend church anyway you know i mean the the same the same uh the same criteria isn't applied when you're talking about banks. I mean you've had people that are like, Man, I won't to go to a mega church because these mega church pastors will uh steal your money. Well, man, you know banks, there are banks that steal your money. You don't say it. I'm not gonna do business with a bank anymore. So, you know, so that so that's the other piece where I'm just like, you know, I if if you're if you go to a mega church and you have something to say, that's one thing. But if you don't go to a megachurch and you're doing all this talking. You probably are looking for a reason to down the church anyway. So right, you know right. that 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 messes up all your credibility. So I mean, I those are kind of two things that that just jump to mind right away. I mean, you you attend a pretty large church, right? I mean, how, how do you how do you reconcile this, or what what do these things kind of make you think?
1: Yeah, hey, I have a church. I, mean, I go to a large church. There's no helicopters and airplanes there, though. But, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's it just um, I don't know the whole promising you're going to get this for that. That was just so clear, clearly a, a violation of what uh, you know a misconstrued. Is that a word? Misconstruation. <laughs> <laughs> clearly misconstrued. <laughs> you know the, the word and try to use it for its own good. So definitely uh, against that, man. But um, I tell you, while we're on on that subject, kind of another segue. Um, uh, did, did you see the, the Jay-Z commercial, man? Jay-Z has a new album coming out. His, I his album is coming out, did. the Magna Carta. Uh, He's talking about the new rules of success. Him and Samsung have partnered up that uh, the first million people to buy the new Samsung phone are going to get a copy of the Magna Carta for free with their phone. Uh First is it, it a bar? I thought it was a tablet. Isn't it a? not it a tablet? Well, I thought it was a tablet. I don't tablet. know. It, it, it's a Samsung something. I don't know. So right. I have an I think I've it's, so it's a new it tablet. It. Okay. I, if you're buying a Samsung product,
0: <laughs>
1: so you're going to get the the free album when it comes out July 4th. Um, so let's talk about the business side of that that promotion first of all. Before we get to the second piece, I'm going to talk about. It. But how genius is that? That and and what kind of uh, another coup cool, uh, for Jay Z? This man just cannot lose. It seems <laughs> right.
2: Definitely, yeah. I'm, I mean, it definitely is. I I think um, you know. I'm I'm impressed by Jay Z, and personally because uh, I'm because you know when he came out, we we were in college, and you know I don't know if you remember when he was at Ogden Ogden Hall. Uh, he, he performed there. When Reasonable Doubt first came out, and you know, we we've kind of been around since he started, and, and he's really grown up with us. I mean, Jay Z is a few years older than us, and has really kind of shown that uh, that he can defy the age requirement in hip hop, and has you know transcended the music piece into business. And and I just man, I just really respect somebody that's going to innovate, and especially somebody that that sees convergence of of different media. In the way that he does, it's just it's it's remarkable, man. Even in some of the things that he's done, had not really worked out. We don't really think about it, you know. If you if you recall, uh, Jay Z blue, he had the he had the, the paint color. Um, <laughs> he had a car that was <laughs> Jay Z blue. He had he had the Armadale um, vodka that came out. They had the S Carter shoes. But I mean, in true entrepreneurial fashion, he just continues to innovate. And uh, and you know, I'm I'm personally inspired by it. And when you drop a dope, uh, extra long commercial during the NBA Finals, um, I think that that's impressive as well. So uh, I, I, I'm pretty excited about it. Don't know if I'll be buying a new tablet to get his album a few days earlier, but that, hey, I'm, I'm glad he's still swinging the Batman and trying it. <laughs> I know you're you're a big Jay Z fan. What, what are your what are your thoughts about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I think as well it was it was genius, and I'm um, definitely more so a big businessman jay-z fan you know so much more than so than um the, the rapper jay-z you know i still think he's the best out there but um you know you look at this it's like wow a, a million and samsung bought the, the uh, what i think i just found out they paid five dollars per cd so they've bought you know a million copies of a cd so and that kind of segues to the next piece so you're talking about an album being platinum before it even is released however right. <laughs> Soundscan said today that the rules are you don't get credit for bulk sales like that when you're giving away free music. So right now SoundScan is not planning to give him any credit for those million albums sold uh through um Samsung because Samsung is giving them away. So right now Jay Z is kind of uh uh going, saying, you know, speaking on Twitter about it and everything and trying to figure out what's gonna happen with that. So this big uh, plan he had might not actually, it's going to get him to steal the record sales, but it might not get any credit for it. So uh, we're going to see with that. But, I mean, this guy, he, he's doing that with the, uh I didn't know he had album coming out. So that's crazy. Me either.
2: That's the thing. And,
1: and it's coming yeah. out like
2: in three weeks. You know, right, it's like you usually, know. usually something leaks, man. You got to be down with the Illuminati right. right. to keep the secret like that. I, well, I mean, sorry. <laughs> I didn't
1: mean that. I didn't right. mean you that. Just, <laughs> just, yeah. So, and you know, you know, uh, Kanye just dropped his album last—I uh, mean, yesterday. So, um, right, you know that just came out. So Jay's coming out three weeks after him. I mean, I haven't heard any yeah, single anything from Jay's album. A kid, dude. And 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 Kanye
2: dropped
1: a kid. Well, we, did, we haven't talked Kim about Kardashian that Now we, are, Kim yeah. no, we didn't. Now, if you want to talk about Kim Kardashian, we can talk about Kim Kardashian.
2: No, we don't. I mean, we're definitely we hey.
1: will just say congratulations, hey, hi, baby. <laughs> Ooh. <Ooh-hoo. laughs>
2: Congratulations, little. You know little
1: baby's KK. name. said so you talked to KK? her yet? Okay. I, call her, I
2: call I call the baby KK. KK. So
1: well, what All they right. call her, like Kim Kanye Kardashian? Then she KK. KK. That's not cool. Right. <laughs> oh boy, you missed it. Hey man. So while we're in the music industry, Janet Jackson. She's giving up the, lap, the stage lap dances to the random gay guys. You know, she's giving up all the pleasure principle. She's deciding that, you know, she's got this billionaire husband. She don't want work anymore. She apparently reportedly has turned Muslim and is bowing out of the music industry. Now, I know Janet is, what, pushing 50 years old, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be a I think she is that old, right? Yeah yeah, supposed, yeah, she's she's to fit. yeah, yeah, so, she's I mean, getting there. Yeah, so I mean, so I think, you know, she's she's made music in recent years, but I wouldn't say she's been in the music industry for at least 10, 12 years, but um, mm-hmm. so I don't think that she's necessarily going to be missed so much. However, I mean, what do you think about that, man? Is it, what do you think about that and what she is doing? And then, what would you give up for a billion dollar spouse if Janelle was like, listen, I got a billion dollars. You gonna stop this? What right. would we'll be the one well, thing you get for that.
2: Well, well. First of all, on the Janet piece, I mean, I'm I used to be a big Janet Jackson fan. Uh, have not been for a while. And one reason is because you're right; she hasn't really been released in music. Um, I'm I'm really offended or or really um, worried if this means that that um, that Good Times reunion that I've been waiting <laughs> for all these years isn't going to happen, but, um, but as far as, um, as far as what I would, what I would give up for a billion dollars, man, I give up a lot. i I get hey, I give up meat for a billion dollars. I give up pork. <laughs> I could definitely give up pork for a million dollars. And, um, yeah, I mean, for a billion, for a billion dollars, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely give up uh, pork. I'd, I'd probably give up a lot of other things, man. There's a lot of things in in, in one's life that, you know, uh, a cool billion would put in perspective. So that's one thing that I would give up. Uh, is there something that you would give up for a billion dollars? Something very interesting? i
1: oh, mean, That's all you could think of. <laughs> I can't point. think of
2: anything. Look. Like, I could, I mean, what else? I mean, what am I going to give up? My house? I mean, of
1: course I'll give that up. Well, I have another. I have other stuff. I mean, what else? What else should I give up? Should I give up? What if I won't give so up my like, like, She wanted I give to, up laughter. Uh, well, not necessarily give up, but, but I mean, even change. I mean, because cause Janet went from Jehovah Witness to Muslim. So what if, um, uh, Janelle wanted you to start wearing kilts or something? For you know. Oh, <laughs> listen, oh I would I would write the Kanye kilt for a billion dollars <laughs> every day. Daily, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I would too. Yeah, I'm not ego. Yeah, right. there, there's not much I could think that I wouldn't say.
0: All right,
1: we can talk about that.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, no,
1: nah. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't change my religion.
2: Look, no, glory. No, 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 no. I wouldn't change my religion, glory. <laughs> but, uh, but I would. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather Kanye kill for a billion dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So.
0: So
2: so anyway, what man, else so, would you What else would you give up, man? You you just
1: you just diss my my diss the pork. So what else would you give up? Would you Would you go vegan for a billion dollars? I would, there's, there's nothing that percent. I can think. Yeah, for you talk about billion. There's nothing that I could think that you know. If she said we're gonna have to do this this way, that I'd be like, I ain't doing that. That outside of like you said, religion. I mean, I I got would a price. You, would I ain't
2: gonna. <laughs> would you enter would you enter a polygamous relationship with with uh with another um with the woman and another man for a billion dollars
1: that that would cause me to become Mormon which again is that religion thing so I guess that would be out <laughs> so, so I can say anything outside of dealing with the religion uh, but uh you, you know you took, I don't you know took, though we might have to talk about of. that if she's she say for $1, $1, she gonna a billion dollars, she's going to need a tune-up by somebody else once a year. I don't
2: know. <laughs> but, hey, I'll tell you what.
1: Hey, I'd
2: I I'd do it, and I would uh, and I, I would just buy me a concubine a
1: billion dollars. I got a lot to set her out. Just buy me no a new card. So, yeah, so let's see. I don't know. That kind of stuff just opens up Pandora's box, <laughs> and there's so many issues you didn't never know. So, but, um, oh, something else we should talk about. I'll, I'll save that one for nah I'll tell you what, we got a couple other things. Let's go to a couple of serious topics now. All right, so, you know, you and I are both proud graduates of Hampton University, and you know, we go back and forth with, well, I won't say we go back and forth, but you know, Howard University always wants to have the real age you discussion. Like, there's really a discussion anymore. But, Howard made news this week, Brian. Um, apparently, everything's not good at the Mecca. So, you know, uh, apparently there's some of the, what, the, um, I can't remember her first name. I won't say Renee, but I don't remember her first name. Higginbotham, one of the, the vice chair of the Board of Trustees, uh, released a letter this week uh, that she was sent to the other Board of Trustees about the financial issues of Howard. And she was um, putting out there that she, you know, hey, if things didn't change, that Howard would be closed in three years. Seems unfathomable that could even be true or possible for a school of that statute just to be gone in three years. Uh, but she said about the, the gross financial mismanagement, uh, talked about uh, just other things that was going on, the lack of enrollment, uh, the fact that it's harder for students uh, of need to get loans to get to school. Uh, so she said some of these were all uh, some of these were the issues that were causing uh, this this uh, bleak outlook. Of course, as expected, the the president of the university comes back and says, oh, hold on, not so fast, everything's good. So he goes down and starts talking about all the money that they've been spending on different projects and dorms and things like that, um, while also saying, hey, every school goes through some problems. So we have yet to see what the tr- full truth is yet, man, but what, I mean, can you imagine uh, the college landscape without a Howard University? I mean, I know we, we, we Hampton born and bred, but that's that's like, you know, we, we I don't want to see Howard disappear. What was your? Right. Yo, what do you think about that? Could you see yeah, that I mean, happening? Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: with, I I'm I'm with you, uh, especially given the location. I mean, it's in Washington D.C. Uh, there, you know, and I hate that. I'm not I'm not going to be politically correct with this statement, but as far as historical black colleges go, you kind of, there's kind of tiers, right? I mean, you kind of think of the Howards, the Hamptons, the Spellmans, Morehouse, and that type of thing. The ones that that kind of have a little bit of money and you you really feel like those are going to be financially stable and um and they're kind of like the flagship uh HBCUs. I remember when Morris Brown went under a while back. That was that was kind of, you know, that wasn't even a huge um that wasn't a huge school, but it was part of the um of the AUC or whatever that is in Atlanta. So that ended up being uh kind of a blow. So I mean, I would really hate to see it go. Uh, just because, like you said, uh, it's it, it is one of the the better known um, uh, HBCUs, and like I was saying, it, it's in it's in DC. It, we we need, I mean, we really do need a school there. Um, so so I don't know, man. It it, it it starts me to thinking about things, and sometimes I feel like. You have all these schools that that um, you know they're not historically black colleges or universities, but they get all these these athletes that go and play and they bring in money to the university. You know, I, I wish that it would be nice to see a, a black school at least get some of that revenue stream as well. Even though even though from what I understand, Howard has a bunch of mismanagement um, of the of the money. So maybe uh, President Harvey should do a financial seminar with Howard and and some other schools to make sure that they that they can stay viable.
1: Yeah, now I think that we joked about the idea of Howard buying Hampton. I mean Hampton buying Howard and (laughs) making it a Hampton North, you know, and um, just some of those ideas. I think that if anybody's going to be able to save it, if if things are really as bad as um, you know said to be, then you know. Dr. Harvey would be the one to come in there and, and be able to at least, you know, uh, help them and, and, and help get things in order. Um, if, if Man, they, somebody,
2: you know what, somebody needs to call Barack Obama. Barack Obama can fix this if anybody can. You know, he, he's like the wizard.
1: Well, you know, Barack Obama hasn't been to Howard yet. You know, he's been to Morehouse, he's been to Hampton. So maybe he knows something that we don't know. He's not going I thought, to go see I, thought Howard he, I thought he's been... I I thought that he'd been to Howard, but maybe I guess not. I thought that he he'd been out. I could be I could be wrong. You know, I, as far as I know, he hasn't. I know that uh, he didn't call Howard's band to march in his inauguration. He called Hampton's band too, so I do know that much. So <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, like I said, we definitely hope that uh, things get right with them. You know, and and the thing is, you hope that the the alumni you know would rally around the school, uh, but then. You know, this is an ongoing thing. This is an annual type thing. It's not like they, they have a a, um, a second mortgage they're trying to uh, pay the balloon payment on. You know, this is something about, you know, their, their, <laughs> their, their annual right, Wait, are you,
2: you are not serious. <laughs> huh, what? Go
1: ahead, Excuse go me. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, I saw it on TV before. I just thought that, you know, that's why everybody has the, the big uh, fundraiser rallies for. they God, our, our mortgage had the balloon payment. Dude, we're going to lose the house. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's right. not like it's a one-time – it's not like it's a one-payment problem at Howard. This is a, a annual budget-type deal. So, uh, you know, even if you had all the –
2: deficit.
1: Right. So even if you had so they, all the alumni they, rally around for one year, what's going to happen next year is, the, is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens
2: with them. Well, they could rally the alumni this year, and then next year they could get Turbo and Ozone to do the uh, to do the benefit to save the school and just continue to get people to help out every single year. They could do that, too. So got to do some creative financing, Mr. President. What What is the president's name at Howard anyway?
1: Uh, Rabot. That's his last name, Rabot.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So maybe they can get shy, dig, will plan. It's all the groups that come out of Howard, do a big charity concert over there by the Diddy's MLK getting, Memorial. You know, it could right, be huge. Right. It
2: could be huge. Yeah, did he with the Howard?
1: so yeah but no one no one's checking for diddy anymore so <laughs> sorry, I'm just joking but he but he
2: knows people he
1: knows people. yeah right i think mean, that's the first thing everybody said diddy can pay it but we'll see we shall see so um something else is on a on lot a serious t- uh subjects <clears throat> this this question came into the group i'm gonna go ahead and read it uh since my daughter is growing up i have made it A sense of urgency to talk to her about sex, drugs, peer pressure, bullying, her feelings, etc. My concept is that if I am approachable, then it will be easy for her to talk to me about it. It has helped, but I tell you my heart is heavy with the things that our youth are facing these days. It's serious business for them out here. Last night we talked about peer pressure. and She said, yeah, I know about peer pressure. Stuttering, I asked her to explain. She told me that she was offered some marijuana from one of her best friends. She says that she told the girl, Girl, I'm not fooling with you if you're messing with that stuff. She said immediately stop hanging with the girl. So the guy asked why. He said She said that uh, that's not the direction where she wants to go. Plus, she knew her daddy would kill her. So the question came, How do you have these conversations with your, your young people? You and I both are... Our daddies are little girls. We have daughters. We deal with a lot of youth. So the question is on the table, man, how do you start these conversations? How are you proactive about these uh, very real scenarios that the kids are facing today and, and are facing a lot earlier than most of us had to face as a youth? So uh, have you thought about this, Brian? I know it's a dad, so I'm putting you on the spot first so I can have time to Wrap my head around the idea. My daughter asked, you know, having to have these conversations with her and right, my son. Right. Um, So, you yeah. know, how, how,
0: what
1: what do you see in your head? How do you want it to go down?
0: <laughs> you know, well,
1: hopefully, when it comes to that. Well, I, I
2: think I think it's gonna it'll depend on the topic. Um, <laughs> one thing that's, that's kind of interesting is that, uh, is my my four year old actually said came up to me and said, one day and said, Daddy. I know how Michael Jackson died, and I said, "Well, how did how did he die?" And she said, "He took too much medicine, and he died." And I was like, "You know what? That that's that's kind of what happened, you know." So right. I, I think I think what I think the best way to do that is to try to find some age-appropriate way and start young. Um, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't really started talking to my kids about it, but you know, the, the Michael Jackson piece can can really help. Uh, in some cases, especially in Michigan, because we, you know, we have a medical marijuana law, so uh, so I can't actually say that that that's daddy's medicine. <laughs> 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 no, but, I,
0: but so I can
2: so so that's that's what I think. I, I mean, by the time your kids are in middle school, I think you should really start talking to them about drugs. Uh, as far as sex goes. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm, a, I'm gonna talk to my wife about talking about daughters, man. I, I just something in me I can't even imagine. Um, at this point, it, it might take me a minute to really talk to them about that. But uh, I do think that you know once once it is my turn, I'm, I'm just gonna kind of tell my tell my kids how boys think. But I, I do assume that it'll probably be early uh, early middle school now. So so now that you've had some time to think, uh, what what were you able to think of in, in the last thirty seconds?
0: <laughs>
1: well, one, first and foremost, I hate to tell you, but you had to do it before middle school. If, they, they, if your kids are like mine, they'll start asking you questions, not, be, not uh, mainly because the other kids already know. So that's Wait, the issue. So, like,
2: so hold on. And you know what I forgot? Because we, cause we learned sex ed here in fifth grade. So is that uh, about the time? That's like a year before middle school. So, so
1: yeah, I mean, that, that sounds about right. And See, and I don't remember getting any letters about, them doing anything about sex aid in elementary school. So unless it happened and I forgot or missed it, I don't think that it's even done in, in middle. I mean, elementary school here yet. Um, but what?
2: Wait, hold on. Back, back that up. So when you were growing up, they didn't do it in in, in elementary school either. They didn't nah, talk
1: about didn't sex? that. Yeah, we didn't get it till um middle school. Wow. Yeah, we we yeah. did. We got it in fifth grade. Actually,
2: I got it in kindergarten, which is another story, but.
1: Oh wow, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Baltimore used to be the teen pregnancy capital of the world, though. I don't know, <laughs> but that's not a joke. You that's what it was. It was, doesn't mm-hmm. happen
0: through kissing. Look, it doesn't right. happen through kissing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nah, people
1: was doing more than kissing back then. But um, you know, I, um, but you know, like I said, you'll have other kids. I remember um, my daughter. You know, she just uh, finished third grade, but I remember last year. You know, she's coming home and she's talking about. Um, what parents do and where babies come from because some other little girl felt it was her responsibility to share all that she knew with her friends in the class. So it was like, wow, now you really got to start explaining this thing and what it is and what, you know, when, what it's supposed to be used for. So I think it's important though, that, that, uh, you know, they get both the father and the mother's perspective because, you know, um, for both, you know, son and daughter, that way they can get the perspective of the, the person of the same sex, but then also find out how, how it affects, Uh, the person on the other side, you know, or or how the person looks at it. You know, I was able to tell my daughter, you know, what guys think and how her actions will affect, uh, you know, what they do and things like that. So, you know, and the same for my son who was going to the sixth grade. And so far, you know, my daughter's the one I'm concerned about because she's the one always bringing it up. My son just kind of has blinders on to the whole thing. You know, my daughter, she almost crashed the car one day we were riding home. And she asked me something. I forgot the exact question she asked, but she asked something about a stripper. You know, what's a stripper or, or <laughs> something like that. And I think she knew what it was. She's asked asking me something about stripping. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so, and that's what is it, Is this
2: a little, She and she's a dancer in Miss A's uh, dance class, too. Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, she is. Yep, she is. So um, likely they don't take pole dancing in Miss A's class, but uh, <laughs> you know, but but it was something that you know, somewhat she heard along the way or whatever. You know, um, those Disney teen channels have a lot of relationship stuff and boyfriend girlfriend stuff, and then you got always there's always the 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 bad <laughs> use that in quotations, but the the bad aunt or or younger cousins that hang around the kids who so they're old enough to do stuff. But I don't have the discretion around the younger kids, so they, you know, you can't tell the sixteen-year-old turn off her music or his music just because your kids are around. So, you know, you got all those influences. though. no matter how 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 much work you do <laughs> as a parent, you still have all those other influences that are that are putting the, the thoughts in the kids' mind. So, yeah, man, I say all that to say, you know, we just kind of take it as 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 it comes and just. Deal with it and talk about the consequences mostly, and, and, I, and I tell both of them you know, value their bodies, you know. And um, I guess when they get older, they'll have more questions. But right now, we're just trying to keep them focused on uh, getting through school. That's their only job right now to get through school. I don't even let them play the whole little boyfriend girlfriend thing. I, I don't do all that. I think that's kind of I don't I don't agree with that. You know, parents will say they, they girl you know, son adore that little girlfriend boyfriend. Not mine, so I don't think that's cute. With- so just, just just if I if I can ask, when,
2: what how old were you when you first started saying that you had a girlfriend?
1: Like oh when, I was different your first re-
2: recollection of saying of saying that you uh had a girlfriend.
1: I was in second grade, but I was also influenced by older people. So my stories right. were different. You know, I had mm-hmm. you know, I won't get into it too much, but it wasn't, you know I was put in those situations, so it was like, Oh, early on, I mean I remember myself in second grade, you know, playing house and, and tongue kissing little girls. But um, <laughs> I would literally probably die if I thought my second grader was doing that right now.
0: Right. But for right. some reason,
1: we just seemed like we were much older at that age, even though it's the same age. But yeah, so, so yeah, so we, and the thing is, uh, and, and, I mean, that's why I feel in my, my butt, you know. My daughter came home, she got in trouble last last school year because she was sending letters, asking a little boy, was was that her. Was he still her boyfriend or whatever? So, you know, I'm not saying they don't do it. She doesn't do it. I'm saying I don't condone it. So, you know, I'll show right. it now when I see it. So, yeah. Well, you but, you, better, you better watch her, man. <laughs> oh, watch oh, I Yeah, trust me. I'm, my goal is to not be fish burned. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Tell me about it.
1: So, so, yeah, man. So, we'll see. You know, we're both growing up, raising little girls. <clears throat> so, we're going to see how that turns out. And we just gonna lift them up to the Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord, please. So. <laughs> so the last subject, man, you know, we're about time to get out of here But the last subject of the night. And we had a lot of things we talked about just kinda of shooting the breeze, man. But a lot of um the last subject of the night, I say this one for last. Um uh, you know, our resident, uh, our our most loyal listener, he got into a little um situation this week. <laughs> At the job, man. So um, we just kind of put this out there, man, and uh,
0: just kind of give me your feedback
1: on how. What right don't
2: don't feel don't feel bad about putting them out there because if it was yeah. you, you would put you out
1: there. <laughs> right. That's, that's funny because thank you for giving me that because I said that I shouldn't have gave you so much information because I did put them out there, but you know what? That's what he does. So <laughs>
0: right, right. So yeah,
1: so um, so. I won't give all the details, but pretty much he was on his way to work and he saw a car running, so he felt like it was his responsibility to go over there and figure out why in the world was this car just running all by itself in the parking lot.
2: Look, gas is $4 this go- a
1: gallon. I mean, and, you know, the emissions, uh, you know, the ozone, layer <laughs> damage, all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, he went to go over to the car. And find out what was going on. So as he went to the car, he couldn't see anyone in the driver's seat. Looks in the back. He sees a man in a sexual position, face down in a sexual position. These are his words, not mine. So <laughs> what, what do you think he did from there? Let, let's stop the story right there. You go, you see, you walked over here to the car. You're an instructor. That's let's, let's You're an instructor at the university. <clears throat> you see a couple in the parking lot getting it on. Middle of the day, broad daylight, they day, having a little pre-class five-hour energy drink. <laughs> How would you handle that situation, Brian?
2: Well, uh, given that, you know, I, actually that that sounds like a N.W.A. song I used to listen to back in the day. But, but, but um, <laughs> man, come come on, you you know what what I what I do there. I mean, if, there, if there's no signs of a struggle, I just laugh it off because. Because I remember how things used to be back in the day, so I I I I'd assume that they're consenting adults, and I have nothing to do with that. So you know, I just basically walk the other way and have a chuckle.
0: No, you wouldn't I even. Do know like,
1: what you did. What'd you say? huh. I said, would you even let them know that you were there? Like, even try to?
2: No, no, I, I wouldn't let them know that I was there. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't put my lips on the window and make a blowfish face or anything oh. like that. <laughs> I would uh I would just uh, you know, actually couldn't kind of think of it. <laughs> you mentioned it. I might knock on the door, man. I might knock on the window just so I could laugh and, and run or something. Just 'cause that 'cause you know, if I was in that kind of mood I might do that, but but short of that, you know, I, I probably would just just walk away. So yeah. you know, I kinda of have an idea what you would do. You want to share what he did or you want to share what you would do.
1: Well, uh, the only thing what I would do is after I videotaped it for a couple of seconds <laughs> then I would probably <laughs> then I would tap I would tap on the window. It, uh, even if I work for the school, you know, I tap on the window let them know, hey, you I gotta get you know, get out of here with that. You know, that's inappropriate for outside or whatever. And, but then I keep it moving, you know, and trust that they would I think that the the embarrassment of getting caught would be enough to let them know Get themselves together and get on about their business. I mean, get out of you know, not get about their business, <laughs> but you know, to keep them moving. Um, so, what but what actually happened in the situation was um, uh, the guy who saw it. He he, he turned them into the police. So but I was at campus security, I guess. Yeah. So he 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 went to the car. He saw. We don't know how long he watched, but uh, he didn't tap on the window or nothing. He just went and told the, the police. And, uh, you know, they – we don't know yet. We're still waiting to see what kind of uh, trouble they got in for it all. But that's what he did. And, you know, we were riding him. You know, we were on him uh, about, about the decision. And, and, and not so – for me, i can to speak for myself. Not so much because he went and told the actual campus security, you know, I can't knock somebody for doing that. Um, but there was just so many things that just didn't seem right about the story. Like, well – Because, what was it? I know what it was. He he was afraid that perhaps the person could have been armed and, you know, could have been ready to shoot up the campus or something. That was the reason why, after he saw, he went and told the police. Um,
2: Was he he holding a weapon or something?
1: Well, uh, technically speaking, it could be used (laughs) as a weapon. (laughs) No, I mean, but, you know, was he. That was my thing. Like, I don't know many. You know, mass shooting And this is not to make light of any, you know Campus shooting that have happened Or anything like that But I don't think any of them are, are you know Having sex in a car before they go on these sprees So I, the logic just didn't make sense in the situation It just didn't make sense why He was brave enough to walk over to a running car That would have scared me more Just a, an unoccupied running car Like who knows where the person is What's going on You know, maybe they're chopping up a body in the woods Or something like that <laughs> You know but the, so to be brave enough to go through that and then get scared because you saw sex and um go tell that just seemed kinda weird to me, but you know. Well well you know
2: you know it's funny because I think that's the second call to the police in at least three weeks, um, from this individual and things that are yeah. that are happening in the in the parking lot. So, you know, I
0: think he might to right.
2: consider it up man. Take the bus. <laughs> too much craziness. Happening right. in that uh, in that parking lot. Maybe
0: well, just get his dad
1: to drop him off at the job on his way to work. Like, Maybe that's it. He's trying with, to keep his dad in business his, by getting his, people arrested.
2: Like with, with his Transformers lunchbox, <laughs> walking into uh, <laughs> walking into the, the school.
1: With his little his name tag on my class is room number one oh five. Right.
2: The, name, <laughs> the 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 Jeffrey Whitaker name tag. <laughs>
1: Man. Anyway, well, that's the end of another show, Brian. We oh can't forget about Reset 2013 coming up the first weekend in August, August second, August fourth. Go on w dot com now. You can go ahead and reserve your hotel room at the Renaissance. All the information is on the website. Uh, Brian, tell them how else they can listen to us throughout the week. Robbrashow.
2: dot com on the net, uh, Twitter slash Rybride Show, the RybrideExchange.com or uh, Facebook.com slash Show. Thanks so much for your support. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.
1: Talk to y'all next week. Peace.
2: But it's all right now. Gotta huff and bluff and blow the wall right down Don't aim for the block Aim for the
0: stars. Neptune, Saturn, is and Maulstone. Mm. If you fall, you can land in the cloud. Better aim for the mansion and land in the house. Sky ain't the limit no more. Look past that, see the finish line.